Craft Your Radio, episode 467 on June 21st, 2018. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio on this summer solstice. The solstice that happens in the summer. That's the one, that's the one we're talking about. Summer has officially started. This is the longest day of the year. It just uh, it became night about uh, 30 minutes ago here in, uh, here in Pittsburgh, a little closer to the date line than other cities. And uh, yeah. Here we are, summer. Here we are. Thirteenth yes. year. This is this is yeah. We, when... Our last show was the day before our anniversary. Wow. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> so shows how important that is. But yeah, it's been a long time. Want to drink a beer? Yeah, I think that's why we usually do this thing. Essentially. All right. So let's do this. This pills from East End first. This is Highway to Huel. It's a highway to Huel. And when I first heard it, I thought it was like Huel Hauser, who was. A guy who was he did like a California Roadshow. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a it's a it's a hop, it's right? A hop, and I think one of the Huel Melon. Yes, and also one of their like new assistant brewers. That's like part of the thing is when like you join East End, you get to do a beer, and this was kind of his beer. We should say that this was uh, given to us yes. by East End. Yep. Thank you. So as you can see, it's not really a traditional pills. No, it's kind of a hazyish. It's pretty hazy pills, yeah. But it is pills or lager fermented. Well, it smells. Uh, yeah, it has an interesting hop uh, aroma on it. It's yeah, it's it's yellowish, hazy, a little whitish, like a uh, like a hazy IPA. Uh, my parents were in town last week mm-hmm. uh, and took them to Brew Gentlemen. Yes, and uh, they they were very very impressed, particularly my dad. He was so impressed that he bought the three uh, saisons they had <laughs> to bring home. So I was like, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't bring this home. I mean, like you, you can get oh, a growler, right. but he, he he was like, they were they were going to be leaving in two days, and mm-hmm. I was like, they're not. <laughs> it's not going to work. But you can get these saisons. They just, had some bottles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just leave them. Put them in your wine cooler thing. And yep. They'll age fine. So, yeah, so moving on to the aroma, it definitely you can tell it's a pills, right? Because it has a different kind of malt aroma. It has a bit of a, you know, the Pilsner malt gives it a little bit more um, spicy than, you know, there's like a, instead of just being bready, it's a little more spicy in there. Yeah. It's, um, it's very hoppy. You get this kind of. It's a particularly. I think that some of it is. There's a good amount of estery stuff here mm-hmm. too. I think that there, there's a lot of yeasty esters coming out. Uh, so it, it's okay. it's kind of a of a Swedish aroma, uh, kind of sweet and sugary with a little bit of kind of a clovey pepperiness. Okay. Yeah. When I, smell I think it. you you would be forgiven for smelling this and thinking it might be a wheat. Yeah. When you smell the hops on this, it comes across a little. Because it's blended with the Pilsner malt, it does seem a little spicy. It does seem a little like a Styrian Goldings or something like that, a Continental Hop. Um, the pedigree of, of Huel Melon, Melon, we should look up. Curious where it comes from. I think it's a German hop. It is a German hop, yes. Yeah. That's what they say. So it might have a little bit of that Continental heritage, but you know, it also doesn't, it doesn't have melon in the name for no reason, right? So probably get something a little bit like musk melony in it as well. Hmm. I, I, okay, all that uh, YCH hops telling me is that it's an aroma, aroma hop uh, from Germany. Let's see if 
BCS Craft Brewing has any more to tell me. BCSG. Mm. Uh, origin bred by the Hop Research Center of Huell. It's a daughter of Cascade. Oh, okay. But it is grown in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, at least where it was bred from. So um, I believe kind of Cascades that are grown on the continent behave differently than the you know Pacific Northwest Cascades. So they're kind of speciated isn't the right word, but, you know, variated of some sort. Moving on to the flavor of this, mm. it has a bunch of different things going on. It it almost has a soft mouth feel of like hazy IPA a little bit. So like this hazy pills has carries a little bit of that through, I think. It has it kind of like tastes almost breadish. <laughs> the I'm getting bread flavors. Um hmm. which I don't taste the the kind of thing that would otherwise occur in with bread. Like I don't taste the um Sort of the more rustic quality to the viscosity and things like that, but there's something in there that is giving me a kind of dusty Hmm. bread flavor. I'm not sure. I mean, so like the malt flavor for me is kind of like um, almost like white bread crust or water cracker or something like that. You know, I'm getting that kind of finish, like the maybe like a toasted water cracker. It's um... you know what it is. Is at the end, it's like you ever have watermelon rind. And it's just bitter. Okay. Um, it's that. That's what it is. It, it, it's not bread. It's bitterness. It's okay. a big... Well, there's a lot of hops in here. Yeah. It's a big... I think I was confused because I wasn't sure what it, where it was. Now, okay. now that I'm sort of being... on. Okay, it, it's a real sharp bitterness that gets me about midway to back of my tongue. I was just trying to do like a mental comparison of this and Victory uh, Prima Pills. You know, another very hoppy pills room, mm-hmm. but much more traditionally traditional. Excuse me. And I mean, there's some deep. Some it actually helps for me frame it a little bit better because if you think of the kind of deep bitterness you get in a Prima Pills at the end, it, it kind of lines up with this. But you know, the hop flavor up front is you definitely get a more um, fruity. You know, it might be from the esters, it might be from the the hops, but I'm getting, I'm I'm not tasting like muskmelon or cantaloupe like I was hoping to taste, but mm. there's something a little bit fruity in there, more than just like a, a spicy, a floral. Um... I agree that up front there's a little kind of melony thing, but I think that the the problem that I'm having here is that is the haziness is not allowing it to have the crispness, the, mm-hmm. the crispness yeah. that would accentuate that bitterness in the back and sort of cut it. Yeah, uh, and. Instead, causing it to linger, it just lingers, and it hmm. yeah, it doesn't, it isn't cut by that crisp bit, that kind of crackery crispness that that I expect out of a pilsner, uh, and it doesn't leave dry, and that just leaves a lingering bitterness on. Yeah, especially here in show mode, I had one of these last night, and I didn't notice the bitterness as mm-hmm. much as I do now in show mode. Uh, you know, when I was just drinking and watching TV, it kind of just you know went. This is also a pilsner. It may be a little warm. Could be. I mean, you know, we we tend to drink at around fifty-five yeah. to sixty, which is warmer than than most people would would drink, uh, particularly a pilsner. Yeah, I would have had it right at fridge temperature. Yeah. you know, forty-six or so. So it definitely is warmer now. It, it's a neat combination. Uh, it brings you some pilsner flavors. It it is hoppy like an IPA. It. Uh, Oh, no battery. No battery. <laughs> Just stick your pinky in it. 
tried to use the infrared thermometer, but there's no battery. I'll put that on the Amazon shopping list. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Buy your 9-volt batteries. Mm. It's not bad. I just kind of wish we had it colder. That would have probably helped. Yeah, good point. Um, and I think that it, if, if it's going to have this haziness, then it shouldn't have that as big of a bitter hit. Okay. If I, if, you know, if I'm just describing like my like the perfect pilsner to me has that crispy hit at the end to, and then it finishes quickly. Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't have a quick finish. That's that's I agree completely with that. It's not bothering me too much, but no, I, I just drank the whole thing. It was just it was a little off from what I was expecting from a pilsner, mm-hmm. so I had to find yeah, my it's, way through it's, it. Yeah, it's it's not really like any pills mm-hmm. that I can think of that's a classic pills, but it does have a lot of hallmarks of a pills. I would still call it a yeah, pilsner. Yeah, right? I think so. I, I think it qualifies. But yeah, it's like a hazy mm-hmm. pilsner. It's interesting. Um, but you know, at, at four point one percent, it's not going to hurt you that much. So that's, that's a nice. lot of flavor for yeah, four point one. Very much so. Well, since we're doing small beers, let's do another small beer. Let's do it. Three point eight for this bad boy. If I can find the bottle opener. This is from off color. When I, was getting, when I was getting beers from Scott at East End, he's like, Do you drink bottle beers anymore? <laughs> <laughs> we have three bottles on the show today. Um so this is from Off Color. We've had uh, one of their beers before. This was when I was in New York. I saw a bunch of Off Colors, and this one intrigued me. Off Colors out of Chicago. You don't get them here. This is their table beer. It's called Little Friend. Uh, 3.8% alcohol by volume. The ingredients are uh, Pilsner malt, special aromatic, caramelic, sterling hops, and sugar. But on there they say money. <laughs> it, has, it says malts. It says hops, and it says secret ingredients. And the secret ingredients say money, sugar. Snuck that one past label approval. Suppose you could you could make the excuse that all these ingredients cost money. Yes, but if you can't put vim and vigor into your worldwide stout, and you can't say that a coffee porter is eye-opener. Mm. <laughs> What? Is my nose like off tonight? This smelled, one's this one's confusing. This smelled one's, like dish rag. I'm getting like a buckwheat, okay, uh, yogurt. Yeah, so I'm getting this rustic thing that reminds me of like buckwheat, um, or yeah, I would have to say that. So you know, it's. It's a Belgian table beer, right? So it, it definitely has like a saisonny type character right. to it. And from the smell, I'm kind of excited because I've had way too many saisons that are too clean, too sweet. I like mine being dry, phenolic, rustic. Yeah, but and, it, the, the aroma is not super inviting to me. It doesn't smell like, oh, I gotta, it's, not an, it's not an air freshener beer by any means. I, I feel kind of... A little off, a little. I don't put sm- off by smell it. here. I don't smell like dirty rag or anything. Yeah. When you said buckwheat, that helped me dial in more. But it was it still had this a, like I'm getting like a 
It still has this drain. Like a, I'm getting like a little. La- That's weird. I'm not getting that. I'm getting like buckwheat and a little bit of lavender ester. Well, let's see how it tastes. So, I, we've had beers that smell awful and taste great. So. Flavor is pretty much what I thought I was going to get. Right, you get this kind of um, rustic wheat flavor. A little orangey, a little lemony. A little orange and lemony. Has a nice little tang to it. It finishes really dry. And it makes you want to take another sip right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, you know, they call it their table beer. It's nice and light, but it is the kind of things I like in a Saison. Yeah, and it has, um, yeah, 3.8%. It has a pretty good viscosity to it. it has a oh, good it has a lovely there. body to it, yeah. Um, Second sip, did a quick pull. Reminded me a little bit of like an Innerbrew beer. You know, we have a nice dryness to it, mm-hmm. a little bit of, um, you know, sweet malt, but it finishes dry. Yeah, this would go really well with fish, uh, particularly a, a light or flakier fish. Um, this is Little Friend. Hmm. And what is this? This is a mouse making piles of rat poison. <laughs> there's a there's a box of rat poison yeah. spilled out. He's like, at first I thought he was make, like making lines of it, like cocaine, but I think he's just playing it like a sandcastle. When I first saw it, it looked like a drug kingpin piling up his I, coat. I No, I think that because it's called Little Friend and Scarface, say hello oh, to my little friend. Oh, okay. So, so I think it is supposed to be, yes, cocaine, but... Uh, rat poison. But rat poison. Too bad he couldn't put the M60 on the label, but he could put money on the mm-hmm. secret ingredients. Um, yeah, that that's not bad. I mean, I, I I like a good table beer that expresses itself and has has character to it, and this definitely has character to it. Yeah, no, uh, this is this is what I want. This is I could drink all of it. I mean, <laughs> I like I like that because it has. That I, I keep going back to buckwheat, but I mean, really, that's where it's hitting me, right? It's this kind of O-tier wheat, maybe a little molassesy. It, um, oh, I love it. Three point eight percent. I'm not loving it. I think it's, I think it's well made. Uh, I just not, it's, I'm not into it as much. Um, I can appreciate it, but it's, it's little... funny. The more I drink it, the more sweet it gets. It doesn't stay dry. Yeah, it, it's 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 accumulating sweetness, and um, the some some of the subtleties are being lost now, and it's starting to get even more aqueous too as I drink it more. Um, like the first sip, what was was good and then it it slowly got lesser and lesser less interesting mm-hmm. which is interesting <laughs> it's interesting, that, <laughs> it's it interesting less that it got less interesting i like it i i would prefer that it would have stayed like bone dry throughout got a little bit sweeter at the end um but i like the the, the complexity and the the nuance that that beer brought okay so we're gonna steadily go up the alcohol chain i think I was kind of doing hop breaks and things like that. So, I got this beer. Uh, I think I got this at Whole Foods. This is Tool uh, Sir Motueka. American style pale ale. 
This was... No, this is a dry hop sour ale. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then. That's okay. <laughs> That's it. We, we, we pulled it out because we thought it was at one point. When, when, we were, when we were assembling the show, or when I was, I was getting the notes together, it was like, did we do this before? And we saw Motueka on there, and, and we must have looked it up at one point. But then I saw in here mm. that it's a dry hop sour. So we said, I think we were doing our all IPA show. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, 5.5% alcohol by volume, Kara Crystal, Melanoidin, Pilsner, and Unmalted Wheat are the malts, and it's a Motueka hops. Motueka uh, famously has a... It's, in, it's one of those New Zealand hops. It can get very interesting ways. I think it was the... Uh, I, I always forget the, the name of the beer and even the brewery. They're in Maryland. Duclaw, and it was... I don't remember which one it was, yeah. but it was a, it was like a single hop Motueka beer. Mm-hmm. And it had this awesome like vanilla flavor to it. Yeah. So Tool is brought into the country by the Shelton Brothers. They are in Belgium. No, Den Hellraiser. Denmark. Hellraiser? No. Denmark. I guess it was. I, I, the label was barely in English, so I'm not sure. Brewed and bottled by Tool at the Proof Brewery in Belgium. But Tool is a Denmark company, I think. So this is a March 5th beer. That's a, if it's a dry up sour, then... Yeah. Uh, poured with a really fluffy head. Yes. Still has some hops on the aroma there. I'm still waiting for the head to fall down so like it's not clouding the aroma. Kind of an amberish color. A little, just a tiny bit cloudy. Yeah. Right? Can't even call it hazy anymore because people think it means something completely different. All right, on to the aroma. You're getting something that seems like, I would say like a big dose of centennial type hops, right? You're getting kind of grapefruit um, and orange zest on the aroma doesn't am I picking up too much like sour or tangy on the aroma so here's interesting in, in there so on the label mm-hmm. it says America style pale ale on the tool beer they call mm-hmm. it a dry hop sour ale but they say like this beer is definitely standing on both legs. One leg made of notes from citrus and tropical fruits. The other leg made up from out, out of sour and hoppy American-inspired pale ale. I don't know what that really means. <laughs> in, just put it in the Google Translate, and that's what came out. To some, the Sir series beers are eye-wrinkling sour. To others, a beautiful, nicely crisp balance there's there's some sourness in the flavor. So moving on to the flavor. I like how the hops are still pretty bright in this for being three months old. Hmm. The um, they come and go in the flavor. 
The sour, it seems like it's a kettle sour. It's kind of light side. It's not too yeah. tangy. It doesn't really dig into your tongue. It's kind of like a lemonade, right? Where you have like a... That's interesting. Yes, it is kind of like a lemonade. Kind of, it, I wouldn't say it necessarily has a rattler feel exactly, but it has some, the sourness is... Yeah. is no, I wouldn't compare it to a rattler. I'd compare it more to a lemonade. Because you're getting about the same amount of tanginess to it. You're getting some citrus flavor. Some flavors. sweetness to it too to balance you're out getting the getting a bit of grapefruit, a bit yeah. of orange interesting it's not like amazing it has some neat things though yeah yeah i mean no it has some things like you don't don't normally get Mm -hmm. and um so i wouldn't call it amazing on first sip i could see this beer growing on me though because i see a whole bunch of doors i want to open and explore here because there is some complexity in here right it's not just your run-of-the-mill dry hop kettle sour this is more delicately done. This is more better, has a better weave to it. Let me try to back up that statement. It seems like Greg was agreeing for a second and now he's like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think my, my stomach is disagreeing with me right now. So they may, that may okay. be influencing some of my uh, effects. So I'm going to say the next couple beers don't pour me in it nearly as much. Okay, sure. Yeah, so what I'm getting on this one, I'll take the lead. You can just sit back and agree if you can or not. So I'm getting, you know, this kind of, the malt seems like it's mostly pale malt. Um, Not getting any kind of like Belgian pale, not getting any Pilsner. It just seems like regular two-row pale malt. Um, Get the kettle sour. It's a kind of a delicately, Delicate to moderate kettle sour. It doesn't dig into your tongue too much. doesn't dig into your cheeks too much, but it gives you a nice little tang. And then right after that, I think there's a touch of like Belgian ferment coming in, like a little estery thing. Like it just giving you a little bit of rusticness, maybe a little bit of sweetness in there. And then after that, that's when you notice kind of the American style hopping, right? Where it's bringing in the grapefruit, the orange zest and whatnot. So... I'm going to explore that little Belgian ferment thing that I thought I tasted because I think that's kind of what's giving it a little sparkle. Hmm. You okay? No. Do you want to take a break? Um, yeah, I do. Okay, let's take <laughs> a break. Okay, so... What we're going to do now uh, is, I don't feel great about uh, continuing. I don't think I can really judge these beers. He wasn't really in the show anyway, right? Yeah. So we're going to wrap it with the three beers, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Truncated show. (laughs) Sorry, everybody, that we don't get to do... Makes the ranking easier. It does. Um... Okay. What's what's your ranking? All right. So, hmm... I'm going to put in third place the Highway to Huel Pilsner from East End. I like this beer. It was an interesting kind of crossover between Hazy and and Pils. Uh, It was distinctly Pilsnery. I'll just let that one go there. I'm going to put this tool that I'm drinking now in second place. Uh, It's 
it's it's neat I, I, everything i was saying right before we paused where i thought it had a nice sour i thought it had a nice hoppiness to it and maybe some like nifty little belgian esters in there giving it a little bit of a highlight that kind of like intrigued me uh, i still got most of a glass here that i'm going to drink after the show i'm going to put the off color in first place i just really liked the um rusticness of that beer uh, a lot of the things I look for in a saison it just made me very happy. I don't know if it's fair for me to judge. Okay. I don't know because I just uh, I don't think I was was into it. I think I was kind of feeling off the whole show. So my you know so I can't use that to to judge these beers because I feel like that that's influencing my opinion on things. So I'm just gonna let Jeff's right. uh, Jeff's rankings go. And it means I win. Like, Jeff wins. I win. Yes. Uh, maybe I'll be feeling better on Sunday and uh, do another show. Do another show then. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Thanks everyone for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to our Amazon link, slash Amazon. Go there. It takes you to Amazon. Buy all the things. It doesn't cost you a penny more. And we get about 6% of mm-hmm. what you spend. Uh, it's a great way to support the show because you got to buy that stuff anyway. Uh, all we have to do is change your behavior and make you start shopping <laughs> at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Uh, so it's a win-win. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter at craftbeerradio. I'm at Jeff Bear At CBR Grade. And emails beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released on a Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Happy summer, everybody. Or for you who are listening, happy winter if you're yes. in the Southern Hemisphere. Yes. <laughs>